Future Self Podcast, Episode 19. You don't want to crush yourself with just all these expectations and just uh, goal after goal without enjoying what you're doing because then you just waste your life, you know, marking off goals. But at the same time, results matter. And the results I want is to fucking win. This is the Future Self Podcast. He's your host, Robert Ingalls. Hello again, friends, and welcome to episode 19 of the Future Self Podcast. I am your host, Robert Ingalls. Now, you probably noticed that the podcast has been on a hiatus for a few weeks, and that is because my lovely wife gave birth to our beautiful daughter last month, and things have been a little wild around here. Now, people tell you frequently, you know, how incredible the experience is going to be, but I can tell you now nothing can prepare you for how mind-blowing it actually is, but also nothing... Uh, can prepare you for how astoundingly little sleep your body can actually function on. But no excuses. Play like a champion, right? Now, friends, this is a good episode to jump back in on. If you're looking to be inspired to move, to face your fears, to put your future self first and start making decisions today that will have a lasting impact on your life, then you have come to the right place. Today's guest is the embodiment of what the Future Self Podcast is all about, a true testament to the power of persistence, a man that has been embracing the hustle for years. A director and editor by trade, today's guest has been behind the scenes for Vanity Fair, Travel Channel, music videos, short films, the number one television show in the Democratic Republic of Congo, and most recently, the Penn & Teller CW show, Fool Us. It is my pleasure to welcome today's guest, the man behind the burgeoning brand Inside Quest Exchange, and the self-described soul gangster, Mr. Chung Winner. Chung, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. That was uh, some research. <laughs> hey, that, that's my okay, job. I, uh, I can't believe you found the uh, fool us. That's uh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll 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 make ends meet and sell my soul for things silly things like that. Yeah, I will. Hey, I'll tell you that was the easiest one to find, man. That pops yeah, right yeah. up on your IMDb profile. Yeah, the IMDb is very interesting for, for people who don't know who about the film industry. IMDb is a website that uh, lists the 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 jobs that you're taking, but it's very. It's funny because Winner isn't actually my real name. I, I created that for a moniker for directing, and actually I created that when Facebook first came out, so my ex-girlfriend couldn't find me. So, but it just kind of, <laughs> uh, but it kind of stuck. It made sense, and so, uh, but you know, I've also had have works under my my real name, stuff like that. But I keep it um, uh, with Winner because this fits my brand. And um, but yeah, with with IMDb, uh, a lot of it's like. The stuff you can find, and there's just a lot of stuff that you won't be able to find just um, when you're trying to research for people, just random stuff. But anyways, yeah, it was. I had to spend a little more time on you, and that's actually funny that you mentioned the name because that was one of the things I was going to make it to. Uh, yeah. Because when I do a little research, you know, I uh, I was able to find uh, other names as well, and that was something I wanted to know. Was there kind of a you know, obviously you said that you were trying to hide from a girlfriend, which I find great. Yeah. Um, was there any like kind of philosophical motivation, um, you know, kind of focus on what you desire, the car goes where the eyes go kind of thing? Sure. You know, um, firstly, in the film industry and in anything in general, branding is key. Your perception that you create is the reality that, you know, that people have for you. Perception is key. I can't tell you how many times people told me, your name's Chung Winner, 
that is the most awesome name I've ever heard. <laughs> and, you know, and it's usually because it's usually when we're communicating, communicating through email. And so that name right away sticks out. You know, um, one of the first grocery stores, if not the first in the United States, was called the Piggly Wiggly, I think. I and, remember uh, them well. I had one in my hometown. Yeah, right. And so a newspaper reporter would ask uh, the owner, like, why did you name that store the Piggly Wiggly? You know, and it was like, so you could ask me that, you know. <laughs> and so when you have your name stuck with something that stands out, you have a field. And I live in Los Angeles. I live in L.A. I'm in the film industry. The best of the best of the best in the world are competing with one another. OK, I'm not you know, I'm not a big fish in a small pond. I am a guppy in an ocean. How can I stand out in such a way? And of course, your content, the quality of your work has to stand out, too. But all things being relative, if you're just as good as the next guy, right, what else about you can stand out? And so obviously Chung Winner is one way of me standing out. And it fits my brand overall. I am a winner. And when I say I'm a winner, I don't just mean, you know, um, it's not just a funny statement. I do believe in myself and what I'm, uh, what I'm all about. I'm about winning. I'm a competitive motherfucker. You know, <laughs> I mean this. You and me right next, I'll tell you, I wake up every day at six in the morning and I take a cold shower. The reason why I take a cold shower, there's, there's a lot of, there are a lot of health benefits to taking cold showers, uh, particularly with breathing, that's the Wim Hof method, but uh, you know, you can help uh, control your immune system and all the other stuff. But the real reason why I take a cold shower every morning, because one day uh, I'm going to be up for a movie, for some financing, for whatever, right, against somebody else who's just as good as me, just as good in talent, good uh, experience, even looks maybe. Who the fuck knows, right? <laughs> so I'm going to be up against this motherfucker. And in every other way, we are the same except for this one thing. I wake up every day at 6 o'clock in the morning. I take a cold fucking shower, and it's fucking hard. I take a cold shower. It's not soft cold. It's not a little cold. I don't dip warm and then to cold. I get cold right away. I step in. I take that shower and I step out and I'm ready, to, I'm ready to kill it. I know that other guy is not willing to do that every fucking morning for the rest of his goddamn life. And when you have that mindset and when you're prepared to go that far from the very, at the very beginning of your day, you know you. I just had the biggest win of my day when I started out. You know, See, I win at the very beginning and I win when I wake up and I win before I go to sleep. So all in all aspects of my life and everything I do, it is about winning. Of course, you know, that's the joy of doing. I, don't get me wrong. You know, I, you still got to have patience and you still got to have a certain level of perspective of what you're doing and know that you don't want to crush yourself with just all these expectations and just uh, goal after goal without enjoying what you're doing because then you just waste your life, you know, marking off goals. But at the same time, Results matter, and the results I want is to fucking win. I like that. So I've actually heard a lot about um, the cold shower. I myself, uh, I don't think I'm ready for that. Um, I don't think I have the intestinal fortitude for a cold shower in the morning, but I've heard Tim Ferriss talk about that some. Um, so it's always interested me a little bit. Um, so I'll, I'll have to look more into that. Is there a good... We, we, all, we all have our own version of cold showers. It, for me, it's a literal cold shower. For you, it may be something else that's wholly uncomfortable, but gives you that confidence. 
in yourself. At the end of the day, it's confidence. What gives you, what hard thing can you give yourself to challenge yourself to give you that confidence to know that you can do this where others can't? Yeah. It's that mental edge. So whatever the fuck it is for you. Right. I think you Whatever you got a baby. You got a baby, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, uh, uh, my wife's definitely doing the heavy lifting on that one. She had to carry it. She had to birth it. And uh, now she's uh, the one who has to feed it, too. So uh, I give her all the credit on that. Yeah, if it was up to me, I don't know that we'd have done that whole thing. If it was up to men, babies would be dead. The, the, <laughs> the, the human species would be done. If it weren't for women, oh my goodness. We're going to take a quick moment here to give a shout out to our affiliate partners on the show. Listeners, there are infinite paths to success, but they all start with knowledge. And I'm not just talking about school. The internet has brought us a multitude of free and inexpensive resources right to your fingertips. And one of my favorite resources is Udemy.com. You can learn virtually anything you want when you want. And the best part is Udemy lets you learn it right from the pros themselves. Udemy really has turned the doers into teachers and turned your laptops and mobile devices into classrooms. Now check on the blog for a link to get access to any of Udemy's courses in their catalog for just $15. That's Udemy.com. Now listeners, I have been a book lover my entire life. I love the way they feel in my hand. I love the smell of the pages. So I will never stop buying books. But over the last few years, I have become a big fan of digital books. And my favorite app for ebooks is Kindle Unlimited. Kindle Unlimited brings the world's largest bookshelf right to your fingertips. Forget to grab a book you want for a vacation? Not a problem. Want to just read a quick passage in a book that you don't want to buy the whole book? You can do that too. Kindle Unlimited brings the written world to your fingertips for less than the cost of a paperback per month. As always, you can find links to anything mentioned in the show on the blog and in the show notes. And any purchases that you make through our affiliate links are going to kick a portion back to the show to help us keep the lights on around here. All right, we're going to jump back in with Mr. Chung Winner. I want to talk a little bit about Inside Quest Exchange. Uh, obviously, you're the founder and the most active badass member in the okay. group. How did called, that come to fruition? Okay, okay. Uh, how did it come to fruition? So inside Quest Exchange, um, uh, we'll call it IQX for short. It's, I love the initials. Uh, we are rebranding soon. And um, we started out because you and I both are uh, fans of this show, which no longer exists, called Inside Quest. And uh, Inside Quest is a really awesome show uh, that talked about uh, mindset and how to realize your goals by um, by harnessing the growth mindset. And the growth mindset, it, I'm sure you've talked about it on your podcast, it, uh, was coined the term coined by uh, Dr. Carol Dweck. 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 Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's essentially, you know, believing that you can achieve whatever the hell it is you want to achieve through um, believing that you are becoming that person. You're walking towards those goals and you're not fixed. Uh, you're not fixed with the talents you're born at birth or fixed with what you have right now. It's always about becoming, working towards something. And so that, that show really resonated with me. And I, I'm, I came upon it during a very crucial time in my life. Um, you know, why don't we remember? Let me tell you that story and remind me to come to back to why I created IQX. On it, because because it does uh, the arc does go to that. You know, I was gonna give up filmmaking uh, a couple years ago. I was gonna say fuck this. 
fuck all all the dreams I've had, fuck all the goals that I've had since I was a teenager, uh, you know, to be somebody, to be an artist of worth, to create my vision and uh, express it to the world um, and through film. Because, you know, for me, if you're going to do something, you have to be the best. I'm a winner. <laughs> you know, you have to be the best. If you can't be the best, what the fuck? What's the fuck's the uh, what's what's the point of doing it? Um, you know, that's not always the best way to view things. I admit, but for a long time time I had that view, and I reached the point where a few years ago I just could not reach that peak. You know, I've always been good, good enough, but you know, my goal is to be a one percenter. My goal is to reach the stratosphere of my field. And I just was not getting it. And there's, you know, I've done this and done that. Yeah, I've done, I directed that TV show when I was 25. And I, get to, I got to do really amazing things in my life. But I've, most people define success uh, in terms of money or um, achievement. For me, success is the skill set, the talent that you have. But how can you grow talent if your mind's fixed? If you believe that your talent is innate at birth and it's there, no matter how hard you work, how much can it grow? And at the time, I had you know a fixed mindset, which is that yeah, I'm fucking talented, but am I Monet talented? Am I you know Mozart talented? That's I couldn't honestly say yes. And I reached the point where I was you know I was like you know you're 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 in your thirties now. If you were going to achieve these dreams, these goals, or even show an inkling inkling of this caliber of talent you would have shown it by now so why don't you stop chasing after something that's going to make you fucking miserable because when you chase something that you can't have it's particularly if you chase for the entirety of your life and you can't have it and you're 90 you lay in your bed and you still haven't had the things that you've sought after well what did you do with the time in your life you all you did was agonize over something that's insane that's the kind of thinking that only an insane person would, you know, go into. So I thought to myself, why don't you, you're bright enough, you're a bright enough boy to, to just be, find a way to be happy. Maybe you'll do a job that will make you a godzillion dollars. All your friends went to good schools and, you know, made godzillions, godzillions of dollars. Why don't you do that path? You know, you can find other ways to be creative, you know, do that. And man, I, that, for a for a long time, that was my thing. And I even went to the desert, nearly died in the desert. I was in the desert for two and a half weeks by myself. Somebody oh my. else died a year afterwards. I was, I had to go. I had to figure shit out. I was 30, I think. Was this before yeah. or after uh, the movie with, um, um, man, it, what's that? Go ahead. Uh, I can't, um, his name is escaping me right now. Um, the guy who ended up having to cut off uh, his own arm. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, uh, that's, I think well, that's way after that movie. That movie's made maybe four or five years ago, gotcha. or at least more. It's more than that. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, that is a Danny Boyle movie uh, starring. Uh, shoot, what is his name? I did. I did a commercial with him actually. Oh, fuck. Yeah, he's super famous. I really like him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he was he was in the original Spider Man. He played uh, Spider Man's best friend. Whatever. Yeah, because we both anyway. can't come up with it. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I know. But uh, yeah, you know, um, I went there. And to help clear it out, and it still didn't didn't give me any answers, and I just you know, it all kind of came together, 
um, I really had this need to really find an answer to my, for myself to escape the trajectory I was on. And that trajectory had to do with my mindset and my perception, perception of who you could be uh, with the tools that you had. And when I found um, Inside Quest, I was just ripe for the moment. It showed me all the possibilities for personal growth through harnessing one particular thing, and that thing was just your mind. And I kind of knew throughout my life, like, you know what? It, the only difference between me and these fucks who are less talented than me, who have all these things that I want, is there's something about their mind that I can't see what it is. But they're so less talented than me. I'm so, I was so hung up on talent. So how could these guys hustle more than me, do all these works which are inferior to mine in, in you know, Obviously, I'm, I'm talking out of my asshole. I'm, I'm being super arrogant about it. Um, but, you know, like, I, I would just wonder why, why did these guys who didn't appreciate the quality of work that I do, who don't work as much as I do, who the, whose content isn't as good, why are they more successful? I realized it was mindset. I didn't know how to harness that mindset. What is this magical thing we called mindset? And so I discovered uh, Inside Quest Exchange, and they talked about that. And I was like, I was hooked. Um... So from there, I thought, you know what, there's another moment where I really like unleashed myself. But um, after I after I came upon IQX, I had um, I had an epiphany. And that's another story that's rule that I it's uh, one of the pivotal, pivotal moments in my life. We won't discuss it right now, but uh, just only because I'm trying to finish this first story. Um <laughs> After I had that epiphany and, and, and having been a part of um, Inside Quest uh, or having been a fan, I realized, you know, you know, you're the average of the five people you hang out with most. And you're a driven motherfucker who is passionate about his stuff and who is also caring and who also enjoys the company of, of like-minded people. Why don't you just create you, know, you right now you don't have this community around you. Why don't you just create one? Why don't you invent it yourself? What are you waiting for? And so I said, all right, fuck it, let's just do this. So I, I tweeted uh, Tom Bilyeu, who is the who is the the founder of Quest Nutrition, one of the founders, and also the founder of the show uh, Inside Quest Exchange, and I asked him what he thought. And he's like, oh, that's a good idea. So I r- rounded up anybody else on Twitter who uh, was tweeting and who was who were fans of uh, the show. And we started the we started the uh, the Facebook group, and it started out with thirty people. Now we have over um, uh, eleven and um, a thousand, close to eleven hundred, whatever. We have over a thousand members, and uh, many of whom are not even uh, fans of Inside Quest. Now that we've just kind of picked along people along the way who resonated with our with our our vibe and what we're after. Nice. Uh, this is one of the questions I always like to ask people because I'm a huge fan of Inside Quest, um, and I have my own story there as well. Um, but how did you find it? How did you come across it? I, you know what? I practice uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. It's one of the martial arts I practice. And um, one of the guys I follow who's a, a, a mixed martial arts coach and obviously a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu practitioner. Um, his name is, um, his, has a great episode, uh, Farhaz Zahabi. He's a, he trains uh, George St. Pierre, um, a former MMA champion, 
And he was on the show, and uh, I was watching one of his breakdowns of uh, this fight. And he said, "If you guys want to, if you want to train your mind, if you want to be a mental athlete. You, if you want to train mental toughness, <laughs> go watch this show, Inside Quest." I'm like, "I'm all about that. I'm, I like mental toughness. Let me check this out." And so I checked out his episode, and I, which I really loved, and uh, I checked out, you know, all the other episodes, and I thought, okay, there's something going on here. I think is dope. Let me. Let me, and they're not pushing me to buy any goddamn products. I think there's something going on that's really cool. Let me check this out. Nice. Yeah, I. Uh, it, it, the same thing you said, you kind of came across it at the right time when you were kind of primed for it. Same thing kind of happened to me as well. And I've talked about this. I think it was on episode five. Uh, I talked a good bit about this. But I, uh, I was in a weird spot. Um, you know, I'd just gotten married and my wife was like, I'm ready to have kids. And I wasn't quite ready for her to say that. And, I'm uh, ready to divorce. <laughs> well, no, I would follow this woman to the ends of the earth. But oh, um, I, I just, I was like, I kind of had that moment like, well, shit, I'm not, I don't want to wake up every day and do what I'm doing for the rest of my life. And I was okay. like, shit, I need to do something. Um, so I kind of shook up my job and I was doing some soul searching and that always comes with research for me. And the set, the first podcast that came across was trying to sell me something. Clearly, that's all they were doing. And that, I was like, eh. The second one I came across was a show called Awesome Office. Uh, okay. And Tom Bilyeu is the very first guest on that show, on the very first episode of the show. And after I listened to that episode, I was like, who the fuck is that guy? And where do I get whatever it is that he's drinking? Yeah. Um, so then I made my way over to Inside Quest and just, I mean, I binged, listened to those over the course of a couple of weeks. And I mean, honestly, the whole reason that you and I are sitting here talking obviously is because of that show. But the whole reason I started a podcast to start with was because I've kind of always wanted to, and that gave me the courage to do it. And yeah. mindset played a really big part in that for me as well. Um, I read that book like right after discovering the podcast and I was like total fixed mindset over here too. Yeah. It's great. Oh, Jesus. So many people live their lives without knowing, uh, I'd say the truth, but, you know, it's just knowing the simple fact that could, that could alter it, it's especially early on. If you were to teach that in school when they're kids, that's the best time to do it. Absolutely. But, people don't. They and, don't get that. And so it's uh, obviously, you know, you read Mindset, you know, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's starting and they're trying. And I cannot remember the teacher's name off the top of my head, the teacher that was responsible for teaching it in schools a lot. Uh Um, But she actually came and spoke to my law school class. I think it was my first year of law school, and she really resonated with me. She's very powerful, very powerful presence. Um, Sadly, I did not go the next step at that moment and read the book that she was a part of. Um, But it was really cool to, you know, several years later, read that book and be like, I met that person. And she was every bit as powerful as you would think. Um, when you read the book, but yeah, they're starting to teach that in, in some schools. Um, but like everything, government moves slow and is resistant. Um, but there's a really cool book that I read, read about. It's called the dot, I think, and it's for children and it's like kind of a growth mindset type of idea. So we're going to buy that for our daughter because that's honestly how we want her to see the world from the very beginning. Like I am who I choose to be. I can be whatever I work toward. That's super awesome. Yeah, so I think you're totally right there. Um, and one of the things you talked about earlier that resonated with me as well is you, you talked about becoming. And, yeah. and I do a lot of mentorship um, with college students uh, and, and law students. And 
so I'm spending some time in personal developments getting, you know, much more popular. And so I spend some time with these people. And as they're learning it, one thing I notice is they spend a lot less time focusing on who they are, who they were. And, you know, it's almost like you can see that transformation of no longer being fixed. And and it's not that I feel like they don't live in the moment, but that primary focus really tends to be on becoming, on who they are becoming. Yeah. Um, so that really resonated with me because I never really thought much about that. Uh, and, but that was the big change with the change from the, you know, kind of fixed to the growth mindset was it's all about what are you doing now to become more? What are you chasing? Yes. Um, so I'll ask you, what are you chasing other than, you know, being the best at what you're doing? Like, what's the end goal? Uh, if there is one. Very interesting question. Thank you for asking. So... You know, I, um, my life, I redefined it or redefined the parameters of what I want to achieve when it's about, you know, my, in terms of what I want to want to focus on primary in life, my artistic vision, you know, like that, the two things, the most important things to me in my life is achieving my artistic vision, becoming the artist that, uh, I'm capable of and the other being my family and of course my by, by extension, my friends. Um, outside of that would be now, like my other lover, is uh, the, the web group, the um, IQX, you know, uh, Inside Quest Exchange, which is rebranding. And um, anybody who wants to check out that group can go to my Facebook, um, Chung Winner, and they can find out the, um, the, 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 the link to the, uh, the, my Facebook group, IQX from there. So have we come up with a rebrand yet? We have. Oh, right on. Uh, do we have you to want, wait on it? Do you want an exclusive? Absolutely. Today? So it's going to be called, I like the initials, so I'm going to keep the initials. It's going to be called IQ Expanse. And the idea behind that is because the group is about the, leveraging the combined intellect of all the individuals there. And so although I created the group, I founded it, I don't, I'm, I don't consider myself a guy that's the guru or anything like that. I have other guys like yourself, smart people, leading the way, teaching things. And I just, I'm more in the background conducting uh, things like you know a, a musical conductor. And I just try to get the uh, people who are further along in the journey to pass along their knowledge to give mentorship, uh, ability, you know, um, mentorships to other people and teach what they know, you know, and I want to do it for free. The thing is, I want to be able, to, I want the group to, uh, one, we're, we're going to become a website and I want the group to become more like a mastermind group that doesn't charge. Most massive, real mastermind groups charge, you know, somewhere between a hundred to 800 or whatever. I want to deliver the same value without charging a penny, a single penny. Right. And the challenge right now is how do I do that? And that's, you know, that's what I'm figuring, figuring, figuring out right now. And that's, that's a fun challenge. So the thing is, for me in my life, uh, the artistic goals come first. And immediate, immediately I have a web series uh, that I am developing, shooting, all that stuff. Um, it's, a, it's called Stories from Our Time. It's about um, human life. Uh, in about 5,000 years, human, the human race may not be around. I think it will, but some people won't. Some people don't. And I imagine in this 5,000 years, for if 
but for whatever reason, the human race disappears. An alien race comes down, and they dig up this box. And inside this box are episodes from the series called Stories from Our Time, and they can kind of tell what life is like from right now. So it explores all these different things, the three- to six-minute episodes exploring life, and they're uh, doc episodes. I have really big stories and small stories. I have one you know, with somebody who was with the Chinese uh, mafia who laundered untold amounts of money. I have one with um, you know, a legendary PI who used to be the living PI of the, of the Hungarian mafia's uh, head uh, boss. And he's also a left-leaning uh, political activist. That'll be my first episode. I also have smaller stories about, you know, an old couple living in this house made of, made of mosaic tiles. And they talk about the tiles as an analogy for life. And it's, it's great art. And so um, that's what I'm doing right now. You know, my goals for it, even if it doesn't get picked up um, by, say, Netflix or Hulu or whoever, I don't even care. I'll do it for the rest of my life because I'm so I'm so passionate about it. I'm so passionate about exploring human voices and uh, reinterpreting their voices through my own lens in a way that's poetic, that's beautiful, that's visually captivating, and that's edited with a uh, certain caliber that most type of, uh, those type of um, documentaries um, aren't expressed with. So I have that, of course, uh, I eventually want to do films and all that stuff. Um, we're figuring that out right now, maybe do a, a series that we're pitching to, to I, I, I don't want to go that far but there's something that <laughs> works that we yeah yeah there's certain things we want to do we're planning out and um but yeah so those are my goals that and uh having a fun life enjoying the the fuck out of my life with my friends friendship and being the best you know so the things i discussed with you today you know all the things i want to do they're they're built around other things which is the skill set I, I am developing to achieve that most people talk about the things they want to do they dream up, you know, it's easier to talk than do. But the issue is most people dream but don't know how to execute that dream, right? And so, so much of who I am is figuring out the skills of execution. Like underneath all of this stuff that you and I are talking about is the ability to execute. What makes you a true one percenter is your ability to execute on these ideas. And that really, if you want to really talk about it, is what I'm really interested in how do i learn the ability to execute my my dreams as an artist and as an entrepreneur and all these other things and that is involved in everything i do including you know uh the facebook group iqx and the challenges that come my way and how i kind of solve the puzzle of the challenges as they come for example the challenge of finding the people who are right for the group yeah. yeah, I bet I bet that is a is a stressful to try to keep good content coming consistently. Which I, I mean, I know that, but I'm only running my own podcast here. I'm not trying to manage so many different people. Um, but you're right when you start talking about the dreams are the easy part. It's a uh, it is figuring out how to uh, be the kind of person that executes on them, because that's usually what I run into. It's like I want this thing, and I'm like, well, shit, I have to be a completely you know I have to get a completely new skill set to get that. So now, how do I get that skill set? Um, but I mean, that's you know, really what separates the people who do from the people who don't is the people who have the dreams. Because most people have dreams; everybody has dreams. Uh, but it's the difference in going out there and putting yourself in that vulnerable position. Because uh, that shit is very scary in the beginning. <laughs> it is very scary. Um, but you know, I, I keep this, this is a thought that keeps that comes to me all the time. It's just I. You know, the other week I went for a job interview and I haven't had a job in a job interview in years. It's like, oof. at this point, 
at this point in my career, my um, just the network I've built and the, the quality of my work, it's it translates to getting work without interviews. But, but in this instance, um, interviewing for a gig for NBC, and they say, "All right, come in." Like, okay, and it felt something really interesting. Uh, my hands weren't shaking, but the the, the nerves the, of, that you get, you know, like that when you're kind of nervous start showing up I'm like you don't have that same level of control over your hand sure. almost feels like jelly jelly I'm like this is weird I looked at myself and I was like what 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 is happening I don't give a fuck about this job I do but <laughs> it's just another goddamn job why should I you know why should this hand tremble and uh throat was slightly dry and, and you know I, I realized what was happening and I told myself this is fucking bullshit I don't care enough for these feelings to happen. You know, why is my body doing these things that I don't command it to do? Literally, why are you doing this? You're doing something that is not beneficial to me, so fucking stop it, dick. <laughs> so I wouldn't stop. And so I, there's other things I've learned along the way. You know, I practice martial arts, so I learned to breathe. I breathe through my stomach and I'll take longer breaths and then breathe out very deeply. And also the other thing that people do oftentimes is to turn their fear into excitement with framing it and blah 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 i don't give a fuck at a at a point i was like god whatever fuck this let's do it all the fear all the anxiety all the things lead up to this moment and you just fucking do it all the things you built up it doesn't matter you can find a thousand hack to overcome your fear at the end of the day you gotta step to the other side you gotta jump into the pool whatever whatever way you want to use to frame your mind to give you that confidence I don't really think it works. I think you just do it. And I mean, that You're right. You just do it. And the, the thing that separates the person, the doer, and the person who doesn't is that singular choice. That's it. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things I talk about pretty frequently, especially in mentorship. I'm like, you know, it's been in front of us our entire lives. Nike slogan. I mean, it's so simple. But yeah. at the same time, it is really all that matters. The only difference between... You know, the people that are successful and the people that aren't is the people that are successful did it. They just took the yep. step when the shit was scary. It uh, was, and it, they had the resilience to keep going, keep yeah. pounding their head. You're, yeah, and you're totally right there. And I know you've probably you read the book Resilience, right? I have not. Oh, put it on your list for next. It is. It's okay. Probably the, the best book I've read this year. Oh wow! Um, wow. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Um, well, I want there's a couple things I want to get in before I let you go. Um, okay. So. Let's jump back a few years. You directed a reality series in the Democratic Republic of Congo. How did you find yeah. yourself behind the camera of reality show in the heart of the African continent? Uh, I'd worked with that producer before on another show, and um, this is O10. And uh, just to give your audience perspective, O10 is at the height of the recession. So did that work I hit had you hard? What did the recession hit your industry hard? Oh hell yeah! Oh, you, you have to understand. A few years before that, there was a writer strike in L.A. So uh, the writer strike and the recession. When you know there's less, when a recession hits, there's less investment. If there's less investment, there's going to be less uh, TV shows and um, less, uh, you know, just content being made. And sure. so you're going to feel the squeeze, particularly because at the time I was only 25, and you know, at 25 you haven't really made your mark or found the skill sets to make your mark. And so not only was I struggling to, to, you know, work consistently, I was struggling to, to find the talent that would deserve that consistent work, you know? 
And so I had, uh, I was working on a different TV show with that producer and she, she went to the Congo and she knew I directed and edited. And so she said, why don't you bring you over and, uh, why don't, why don't I use your talents and pay you for only one of your, your, your services because you're a young buck and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to see what I can get out of you. It's a great learning lesson living in the Congo. They have no idea how many lessons I learned living over there. And I actually, when everybody left, uh, the show was about five, five months. I stayed an extra month. I, I, they left. I stayed behind. I did some business deals. I was fucking, I would, I had some interesting things happened over there. We'll save that for another one as well. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, did your parents really think you were in South Africa? Uh, they thought I was in South Africa. I did not tell them <laughs> I was in the Congo. <laughs> Do they know uh, now? I don't, no, I don't know. Gotcha. Thought that yeah. was funny. Yeah. Did you find that on my Facebook? How did you find that I out? I did. I did. Yeah. I did some deep so, research. <laughs> uh, yeah. Congo's really super dangerous. Uh, yeah. They, there was, a, there were, it was genocide before I, right, the month before I came, there was genocide the month after I left. There was assassination while I, during the time I was there. I was lucky I wasn't killed some of the things I did. But the Congo became so, uh, the, the TV show became so successful, people recognized me and they called me Jackie because Jackie Chan's huge over there. <laughs> so, and so everywhere I go, they called me Jackie because they recognized me from the show. And I think I got a free pass for a lot of things that I should not. When you're 25, when you you're 20, you don't, you don't know. You don't know <laughs> shit, buddy. You just, you're so stupid. <laughs> yeah. I got lucky. I am alive. I got lucky. I hear that. All right. Well, this is going to bring us to the part of the show that we call the Future Self Skinny Minute. It was initially intended to be about a minute long, but it always stretches to at least five. Um, so we'll go ahead and wrap up on that. It's a series of semi-rapid fire questions. Uh, what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Don't have one. All right. That's good enough. You can have a beer with any person living or dead. Who is it? Bruce Lee. Nice. Any particular reason? That man, more so than anybody I can think of, encapsulates everything that I want to be. Not just because of the martial arts. I did my first martial art was also like the one that he first studied. So a lot of my life has been trying to emulate Chase after that man. Um, but, you know, think about this. He became the icon that he is during a time when the Asian male uh, didn't even have, wouldn't have anywhere the opportunity that he made for them. And he, his... Status as a human being, he transcends the medium. He's more than just an actor. He's more than just a martial arts star, you know. And it's not just because uh, he's super intelligent, super philosophical. There is something about him, his drive, his ambition, his ability to achieve beyond what is possible that makes him who he is. You know, if you read his writing, it's it's really intriguing. You know, he'd write to himself or he'd journal every day. He'd write every day. He was a fan of Napoleon Hill. So he was way into self personal development. You know, he said he had the saying saying finding find uh why can't I remember this? It's like um making the impossible the possible, making the possible as the way. I can't can't remember the the quote. But his idea was basically test yourself beyond your limits to become what you want to be. 
Right. And for me, that resonates so much in, um, in my life because for me to become the person that I want to be, to be this one percenter, I have to, right now I'm cutting this episode that's so fucking hard. I have to put myself in, uh, every day. I'm not talking about just every other day. I'm not talking about like, Oh, every now and then I'm talking about every single day. How can I push myself into this uncomfortable zone? Because greatness lies in the uncomfortable. I wrote this when I was 25 in Congo, drinking myself to sleep with a bottle of Jack. It, it was a tough, those are tough times. You have no idea. I, and I remember, and it was pretty rough, but I, I learned a lot from those experiences. I wrote down, you know, greatness lies in the unknown, the uncomfortable. And it's, it's a fair statement. We all know this to be true. But how do you put yourself? And that consistently, it's easy to know this, this statement. I think we all agree it's true. And it's easy almost to be there every now and then when you're forced into it. Most people who live the, in the unknown and the uncomfortable when they're forced into it. And after they come out of it, they grow like 10x and they're like, oh, my God, that was great. Thank God I did that. I don't ever want to do it again. <laughs> That's the first reaction. I don't ever want to do that again. That was great. And I grew from it. I don't ever want to do it again. Well, OK. So those types will always grow to some level, but then there are others. There's the Michael Jordans, you know, the Tiger Woods, there's the Bruce Lee, Muhammad Ali, whatever you want to name them, you know, uh, whatever heroes. They consistently put themselves in under pressure, in the unknown, uh, in uncomfortable settings, and they learn how to uh, keep going with that. And just, you know, for me, it starts with taking a fun cold shower every morning. seeing <laughs> what today what else can muscle can i kind of work out today that's hard right that's insane nice all right what is one book everyone needs to read god there's so many books it's hard to say uh, hey drop two if you need uh i would say read the bhagavad gita uh, i'll give my two favorite books the Bhagavad. my two favorite books are the bhagavad, bhagavad gita and the art of war uh, the art of war i read the first time when i was probably 12 didn't understand a goddamn word of it yeah. But I thought it was really cool, but I thought it was really cool, and I came back to it and came back to it, and um, that's uh, it's bore fruit, bared fruit. Are you, huh? huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I yeah. Uh, and I think I read that one in my late twenties, but that was more of a uh, understanding social dynamics uh, is why I was doing it. You know that. So uh, the Art of War was written by Sun Tzu during the uh, Warring States period in the Chinese history, which I think. It's around between uh, 600 to 300 BC, and around the same time as the Greeks had their um, had their era, uh, you know, like the classic period. And so it was written by Sun Tzu for his uh, for his uh, for his king, uh, describing what it takes to go to war and when to consider it. And it should be the last thing. It should be something that you consider, but the last thing you do. And it's had a lasting impact uh, in the world, not not only in the in the military, uh, but also in business and in life in general. And for me, I am a filmmaker, and making films is going to war. You're going to war against life because anything that can go wrong will go wrong. And your enemy is time, money, and uh, nature. You know, every day, every fucking day. Imagine you want to go shoot, and it's raining, and all your gear is drenched. And it costs you a million dollars. What do you do then? If you hadn't planned, you were fucked. Um, so the Art of War talks about that. The Art of War talks about planning. Most people, and I love, this is my favorite quote. 
from the art of war and applies to life. He writes. Uh, so what's the quote? It is, you know, a vic a victorious army, you know, plans to win and then goes to battle. A defeated army hopes to win and then does battle, right? There's the difference in key being the one goes planning to win and the one goes just to go. Right. They, 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 they haven't set up everything. When you do something, especially when it's complex, especially when there's money, people, you have to make sure you're putting, stacking everything in your favor and taking out as much as you can all the disadvantages that you have to deal with. You know, uh, whether you go on a trial, you know, if you go on a trial, right, you're a lawyer. If you go on a trial, and especially for a criminal offense, you want to have the best PI in the business. You want him to find out every piece of evidence that you can. Okay, if you have a shitty PI, he might just miss he he might miss shit that's gonna fuck you up. You want to have every piece of evidence that you can. So, same thing in everyday life. When people go to about their business to let's say create a business or everything else, they kind of just have an idea of what they want to do, and they kind of have a, a vision. They kind of have a hope. They have this hope of what they want, and they think, oh yeah, I'm gonna have all these people come, and, and it's gonna look like this, and it's this and this. But they haven't really written down all the steps they think they need to do to everything from God knows, you know, from you know their license to uh, to the recipes to whatever. I don't know how how a bakery works, but anyway, you know, <laughs> people don't plan enough. People don't plan to win. You really want to win? You got to plan to win. Oh, absolutely. People don't understand that. You can't just hope for it. You're right. Yep. Um, all right. I'm going to let you get out of here after this one. Okay. Um, and I know you're going to have a good answer. Music is one of my true passions. And I know that you're a music fan too. Do you have one album you like to turn on when you absolutely need to get shit done? No. Not one? I, I, don't, I work without music. Oh, uh, okay. And, some, and a lot of people have been telling me that. Man, I got to get stuff done. I, I got to so, go. Really? I do deep work. I started doing that this year. So you're familiar with deep work? I am. Okay. So, I mean, I, don't, I think you can listen to music with deep work, but I found that sometimes it distracts me because my, you know, music for me stirs my imagination and it stirs me in different directions. I don't necessarily need to, my imagination to be going to, to drag me in different directions sure. while I'm trying to get work. Well, and for me, I'll tell you how it works for me. And that's why it's usually just a handful of albums. It's something I know inside out, back and forth. And it's yeah, yeah. more of like, you know, this comforting feeling that I don't have to pay attention to. But it's also got that rhythmic beat that keeps me kind of going at it. Uh, yeah, I listen to classical music for that. I love, I've always loved classical music. And um, particularly like Vivaldi or something like that. Yeah. It's always great. Well, right on, Chung. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you taking the time out to chat. Um, and before I let you go, where can the listeners find you? They can find me on every on uh, on the interwebs, uh, Twitter at Chung Winner, Facebook at Chung Winner, Instagram at Chung Winner. Uh, if you type in Chung Winner, you will find me. You will find him. <laughs> um, and then also the Inside Quest Exchange. Yes. Um, which is rebranding soon. IQX. Yes. yes. All right. And you can find that on uh, my Facebook page. All right. Perfect, sir. Well, I appreciate it. Have a good one. Thank you. All right. All right, friends, that is our show for the week. And I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I did recording it. I had a blast chatting with Chung, and it was a privilege to have him on the show. I am also pumped to be part of that vast IQX community, and I look forward to helping that group reach a wider audience and make lasting positive changes in people's lives. 
Before I let you go, if you liked what you heard today, I would be thrilled if you hopped on over to the iTunes Store, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, SoundCloud, wherever it is that you're listening, and do me a favor, hit that subscribe button and leave us an honest review of the show. That's how we keep spreading the word on the show and keeping the lights on around here. Now, listener, because I know that time is your most valuable asset, I want to say a sincere thank you for spending some of it with me today. Now, until next week, get out there and get after it. You've been listening to the Future Self Podcast. Thanks for listening. Now, get out there and give your future self something to cheer about.